0: Okay, good morning everyone. It's exciting isn't it to hear about what's going on and um, just want to say we're 100% behind Herman and all that he said and all that's going on with the connect groups and it's part of what's happening is we want to see people come in and and be loved and we've heard a lot about love haven't we this morning the love of God and what what does that look like That perfect love of God and it's easy to sing about it's easy to talk about love I love my wife I love my kids we can say that can't we but what love really looks like the perfect love was shown and displayed on the cross when Jesus Christ the son of man died for us perfect love it says in Romans 5 is this that while we were still weak at the right time Christ died for the ungodly he didn't wait for you to become perfect he didn't wait for you to become more like him he didn't say right let's just fill in this uh, list of uh, ways to live and then you are acceptable to me he says no while we were still weak while we were still ungodly Christ died for us that is perfect perfect love he loves us is unconditional, unwavering, faithful love. In, we're reading, we've got this kid's Bible, I, I recommended it a, a while ago. And at the end of every story, it, the, the book is called the Jesus Story Book. Because every story, even the Old Testament ones, they bring it back to Jesus, which is really well done. And at the end of every story, it says, His never-ending, unbreaking, always and forever love. And it was showed perfectly on the cross. His perfect love for us he deals with all of our rejection because he was rejected for us he was despised for us Christ died for the ungodly and that's why we can respond that's why we can accept people in because we don't need to worry about how loved we are how accepted we are because we know we can battle there's a you know, he talked about in the Battle of the Mind conference about we can have this battle about God. Is he, is he far from us? No, we just have to remember. We just have to gaze upon, think about the cross. He will never leave you or forsake you. He doesn't have to die again for you on the cross because he did it once and for all. Remember that. He did it for you. And we can accept others because we are accepted we united with God. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about that this morning because I was far from him. You were far from him. You were dead. You were dead, but now you're alive. And he calls us into a relationship with him and a relationship with each other. We are restored to God and to each other. I remember when Herman and Angie f- first came round ours for, for lunch and he talked about his love for the church. He said, everything should revolve around the church. I thought, I like this guy, I'm going to get on with him. Because the church is God's answer. He, the church is the one thing that's going to remain. I just want to, before we go back to the Acts 2.42... Looking at disciples devoted. I just want to show you this verse from 1 Peter 2. Peter says, you were a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness. You're a chosen race people of God this morning you're a royal priesthood you're called together as a people the church so that you may proclaim his excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light once you lot you weren't a people but now you are God's people once you had not received mercy but now you have received mercy that's amazing that's amazing you were not a people, but now you are a people. You are God's people. You have been drafted into a promise that was promised to Abraham thousands and thousands of years ago. So that, why? So that you could proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness. That's why I love what's happening with these connect groups, because it's about multiplication. It's about bringing people in. It's like welcoming, welcoming them home, saying, come in and welcome them home. It says in, in Ephesians 3, 10 as well, that the manifold wisdom of God is to be known through the church. This is why we are to hold the church in high regard. When we go back to the... Um, The verses of Acts 2.42, and we look at what it means to devote themselves to teaching and to fellowship. I said last week, we look at what it means to devote ourselves to fellowship. It means to devote ourselves to each other, to the church. The church is to be held in high regard. The church is the one thing that will remain. It is glorious. It will be presented to Christ, it says, without spot or blemish. This is why I want to give my life for this place. It's why I want to give my life for the church, because it is the one thing that will remain. Devoted to fellowship, it says in Acts 2.42. All who believe we're together. We need to be together as we're moving forward. As I talked about last week, we are in a phenomenal time. We were talking as elders this morning. I've never been in a time where I've been as excited about church and what's going on as we are right now. God is speaking to us. We are seeing people come in. And we believe that we're going to have alphas that are going to get bigger and bigger because the word of God is going to go from this place. The gospel is going to be proclaimed. The gospel is good news because there was bad news, because we were separate from God. So we are to hold this place in high regard. It might not be perfect, it might, we might make mistakes as we're going forward, but we're a family, we're together. We don't, as things might go wrong, we don't call customer services and say, this isn't working out, might, something's happened in my connect group, this, no, we don't call Herman, he's not customer services. No, we're a family together on a mission. Why? What does it say in those verses? To make his excellencies known. That's why we need to be together. Acts is a great model to have this, to have. Because we are in a constant battle today of individuality. It's why we need to be together. We live in such a fractured society with social media. and It's so easy to be a glorious individual. We have a whole page that we can dedicate to ourselves online. And we can put pictures up about ourselves and we can voice our own opinion on it. It can be used for good things, of course, but we need to fight. Fight for community. Fight for relationships within the church. It says in the Gospel of John, As the Father, this is Jesus speaking, has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you have loved one another as I have loved you. That's, that's quite a strong command. We are to love one another. I am to love Malcolm as Jesus has loved me. I mean, he's very lovable, isn't he? But <clears throat> it's a lo- it, this goes beyond just being nice to each other. These these are commands in Scripture. We this book isn't just good advice that we read. This is this is commands from Scripture. And what's really challenged me this week in John seventeen eleven, Jesus is praying to the Father, and he prays that. As the Father and Son are one. He's praying for his disciples, he prays that, that those that you've given to me, that they are one as you and I are one. Well, wow. we are to be as one Us, you and me and each other. We're to be as one, as the Father and Son. We're one. That's so important as we go forward, because as people come into this place, as I I said last week, they need to come in and see, wow, these people really love each other. They really care for each other. That's why these connect groups are so important, that they come in and feel loved and accepted. When they come to a connect group, they feel like they're home. There's no judgment. They're loved. They're fed. They're, They're taught a little bit as well, and they're brought forward. We are to be as one as the Father and Son were one. Just think about that for a moment. I I have, this is confession here this morning, I have prejudged people in the church thinking I'm not sure about these, they're a bit weird, they're a bit funny. <laughs> None of you obviously who have become, I haven't mentioned age yet so give me a break. Um, I I have prejudged people in the past who have become my best friends in church life. It's so easy to to look at people to 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 judge people but I I, I there's a guy in, in my church in uh, my previous church in Suffolk and there was this distance this iciness I wasn't quite sure he kept frowning at me a lot and I thought this guy's a bit weird, but um, actually what he was trying to do was, was suss me out a bit, and God had actually given him a, a prophetic picture about he and I serving together, and actually we ended up being elders together in the church, and I've now gone holiday with him and his family every year, but I wasn't sure about him, I prejudged him, and I'm, I'm learning, I'm just sharing how I'm, I'm learning in this as well, because... We need to love and accept people as they, as they come in and help one another move forward, grow to maturity in Christ. I can't go through a sermon without quoting Tim Keller. He says, real spiritual friendship is eagerly helping one another know, serve, love and resemble God in deeper and deeper ways. Real spiritual friendship is eagerly helping one another know, serve, love, and resemble God in deeper and deeper ways. That's what we are to do. That's what these connect groups are are for as well. We are to be an outstanding message to people as they come in. Wow, look at them. Look at them. We are to be a foretaste of heaven love one another by this people will know that you are my disciples love that uh, Herman quoted Psalm 133 where there is unity there is blessing that is so important unity is so important that we need to fight for that as we go forward I believe we're going to go into an extraordinary time of growth and salvation and we mustn't be surprised by attacks that's why we need to be on our guard with this. It's really important. The enemy wants to divide and conquer. In Nehemiah, when they labored, they were building the wall. Nehemiah 4, they, in one hand they were laboring and they had a sword in the other hand. We need to be building together. As I said last week, I believe if you're here, God has uniquely placed you in this place at this time for a reason we are to all play our part in this. It's not just some glorious individuals, but we're a body together. We are Christ's body together as we are moving forward and seeing more people enter the kingdom of God. That's what it's about. We want to see more people come in and know the risen Jesus. And we all need to play our part in that because there are people that you can reach that I can't reach. There are people that I can reach that you can't reach. And we all need to play our part. I remember... Um, a few years ago, <clears throat> now don't laugh because it was seriously painful, I had gout in my foot. I told you not to laugh. Now, I <clears throat> And it was honestly one of the most painful experiences of my life, and people joked about me drinking too much port and stuff, which obviously I didn't, um, because that's what they say it used to cause it. But, um, and I, I was self-employed, running my own business, I had to carry on working. But I couldn't walk on it, it was so painful. For a week I was laid up, I couldn't walk on it. But I had to carry on working, I was losing money, I would work building up, and I, I had to keep putting all my weight on the other leg. And because I was kind of compensating, because one part of my body wasn't working properly. And that's why we need the whole body of the church to operate, because... We don't want to be taking the strain because God has uniquely placed you here at this time and given you a unique gift to use in this place at this time. You have a part to play. We are his body. The ear isn't more important than the eye. And this love, of course, that we are talking about, this unity, we are to show to the people that are going to come in. Are you prepared to share and open your lives to new people, broken people, people that don't look like you, people who don't live lives like you, who don't have neat and tidy lives like you? It's messy. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for the inconvenience of revival? Are you ready for the inconvenience of many people getting saved? Are you ready for the inconvenience of people calling you at inconvenient times of the day saying, I need help with this. This has happened. Are you ready for that? We're called to be generous. To share our lives. Not to live as individuals. Let's be together like they were in Acts. Because we need to realize that this life this home our possessions that we have they're not our eternal home anyway everything we have he's given to us anyway so who are we to hold tightly to them who are we to to not share so let's seek to be like this community in acts be devoted to the teaching, be devoted to fellowship, be devoted to the breaking of bread and prayers to worship and remember and I believe all will come upon every soul I believe that as they were together and we're not going to ask you to be selling all of your possessions and we're not going to line up all your wallets and stuff and um, so we can put it all together but Let's be together, praising God, have favour with people, and the Lord will add to our number day by day. I believe that. So raise your faith, raise your expectations of what God is going to do in this place. Let's be together. Let's respond to Him. I'll ask you to stand, we're going to pray. feel God wants to remind you about the gifts that he has given you, the unique gifts. I feel there's almost a recommissioning of God this morning. He wants to recommission you this morning to to use those God-given gifts. I feel God wants to Recommission us as we go out into this new season. It's this launch of groups, launch of a uh, new season of trying new things. God wants to recommission you to, to be bold, to recommission you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I, I pray over us as a church. Will you come? Come, Lord Jesus, and fill us afresh. Thank you for each and everybody here this morning that you have uniquely placed here at this time. Come and fill us again. Fan into flame the gifts of God that you have given us. He wants to recommission you this morning. I pray peace and unity over this church in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, come Holy Spirit, embolden us again to go and declare the truth of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.